Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be sitting here with author Marianne Noe, who has written three books that are completely different, but completely amazing. And I want to get right into it. Hi, Marianne. How are you today? Hi, Oki. I'm great. I'm great. The sun is out. What more could you want? (laughs) Right. (laughs) I I like that enthusiasm. So let's get into your books because I'm really excited. I was introduced to your work with your book, A Handful of Pearls. So should we start with that one? Sure. Handful of Pearls is about an 84-year-old woman who would be like maybe your grandmother's generation. Most women didn't talk about certain things. And so she's having trouble communicating with her middle-aged daughter, who also has a daughter. So it's a three-generation thing. And she sees her daughter going through the same kinds of traumas she went through when she was her age, but can't bring herself to talk to her. So she decides to write a journal. There's one chapter with Betty, who's the old lady, and the next chapter is Reggie, her daughter. And it shows how their lives have run parallel. And then at the as it gets close to the end, um, Betty realizes, oh, my gosh, there's a granddaughter. I better learn how to bridge the gap somehow. So it's a family saga. It's about, and I'm finding all of my books have the similar threads of family, reconciliation, forgiveness, love. I have to tell you the first line of A Handful of Pearls because my mother gave me the first line and it's a gem. Um, She said, when I was talking to her one day, I learned how to golf so I could smoke. Oh, (laughs) that is clever. Isn't that great? I mean, she was at a girl's school. She had to get way out on the fairway to be able to get out, out of the sight of the nuns. So everybody learned how to golf so they could go out on the fairway and smoke. (laughs) (laughs) I like how that sets up the book generally, how how clever and witty that is. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, mother. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate a book like this because I've been having a lot of struggles dealing with my mother's death. So reading something like this kind of round out how I feel about mother-daughter relationship. And so thank you for introducing me to to a book like this. How was your writing journey for A Handful of Pearls? Well, I started it when I was still teaching. I've been re- I retired from teaching in 2007. So I started in the okay. late 1990s. And it probably took me 10 years to actually put the whole thing together because I was teaching. I didn't have a lot of time. I taught English and psychology. And Oh, but wow. it gave me that line and it just kind of fermented for a long time. And then finally, these women started to talk to me in my head. Uh, you've heard that authors, you know, <laughs> their characters talk to them. Right. And I just had to sit down. I was on a plane coming back from L.A. by myself and a lady sat next to me. We, You know, you do the usual thing. How's the weather? Where are you going? And then right. she sat down with the book and it was like she was my muse because I had my yellow legal pad and I sat down. By the time I went from L.A. to Milwaukee, I had 16 pages of handwritten pages and knew where I was going with the story. So it's just Wow. I love how that just flowed out. Yeah, it really did. It really did. 
it was already in you and it was just ready to get on pages. That is, that is really cool. But the book also deals with grief, also deals with personal relationships. Did you have any challenges writing any of those themes? Well, not too much. I'm I'm lucky to have a wide variety of people I can draw upon. There isn't, of course, there's pregnancies and all that sort of thing. And so I happened to be working out in the gym and with two nurses who had, were retired. So when I got to some of those, I tapped into them. And I also have uh, a son and a, a bonus daughter. That's our daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. So the bonus daughter, both doctors, pediatricians, but they could help me too with medical stuff. So that was, that's been very, very useful. And in the, the second book, to know her, there was some medical things I needed to know. And so I went to my, my bonus daughter and said, Hey, <laughs> 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 so that was a good thing. I love hearing about that. <laughs> Apparently I'm able to create realistic situations that I've never been in myself. So it's it's been very rewarding. <laughs> that is so cool. I like that uh, I get to hear about how certain things come about. This book, how did it come about as far as you wanting to put pen to paper, like, you know, having to make it a complete novel? Well, I knew I wanted to alternate the old lady with her middle-aged uh, daughter. That was already in my head. You know, if I were going to show how how the lives were parallel, that made perfect sense to alternate chapters. But then I had to sit down and and do an outline, which I don't had I don't always use an outline when I'm when I'm writing. But this one did because it started in like in 1934 and then it jumped into the 1960s and then it went back and forth and back and forth. And I I had to find parallel instances. So it was a lot of pre-work. And once <laughs> the pre-work was done, it's kind of like, all right, I have all these chapters set up and the timing is right and the calendar is right. All I have to do is write one chapter at a time, you know, and it, it'll go. So Gotcha. A Handful of Pearls isn't your first novel, even though it's a fascinating novel. So can you tell me a little bit about your other works? Yes. Pearls is the first one I wrote. Oh, okay. The first one I had published is To Know Her, and that's about a high school senior, a girl who's in a coma as a result of a car accident, and her parents get all of the stuff that has been scattered around, and they start to go through it, and some stuff they can explain, like notebooks and that kind of thing, but there are things they can't explain, like there's a miniature whiskey bottle, and there's a condom in a package, but the reader gets all the backstories and finds out her name is Juliana, and finds out how Juliana acquired all this stuff, and of course the parents find things that they don't, they can't explain and they, and it doesn't seem to anything. So they throw it away. You know, they find a pebble and they throw it away and you, the reader gets the backstory and you discover that that pebble is pretty important. I wrote that when I started, when I was teaching almost at the end of my teaching career, I said, I was so tired of dysfunctional teens and family books because a lot of teens and families aren't dysfunctional. (laughs) (laughs) Biggest football player, this, these were juniors, the biggest football player stood up in the back of the room and cheered. And I thought, oh, I'm on the right track. <laughs> well, that's what started that story. And then it was kind of like, okay, I told, I said, I want to write about a normal teenager. Mm-hmm. Then it was, well, what's a normal teenager? Well, I'd been teaching them for 30 years. So I had a lot of stuff, you know, in my memory. Right. 
draw upon. And I wanted her to be challenged because every teenager, you, you yourself and me too, we, we faced questions. What am I going to do? What if I'm at a party and I can't drink, but there's, there's beer and there's no parents around? What's going to happen? Am I going to stick around? Am I going to leave? You know, all that sort of stuff. So that's where that came from. Uh, and some of the instances are very sweet and some of them are heart-wrenching. As I'm writing, the parents start talking to me and saying, you need to tell our story because we are at odds over whether to withdraw life support or not. The mother didn't want to and the father did. And I said, no, no, this is a young adult novel. Get out of the way. You know, that conflict kept coming back. And so I gave in and it turned into both a young adult. It's called a crossover, young adult and adult novel. In fact, a lady just recently from a book club, and she couldn't be at the book club because she was sitting with her husband who was in hospice dying. Afterwards, she sent me a, an email and said, I'm, I was reading your book while I was sitting there watching my husband die. And she said, this book really helped. <laughs> who knew? You know, who knew? That's so, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was a real, a real plus that made me feel wonderful. So, you know, it, it's, it's a satisfactory ending. Let's put it that way, but I won't tell okay. you. What <laughs> <laughs> I certainly am so like appreciative of books like this. You know, we we like to read books that are kind of out of this world, like fantasy or even crime books. But yeah. when when you come upon heart wrenching and just like humanity type, I love reading about characters that kind of go through what we go through to something that's relatable and yes. especially when it comes to to really emotional stories because yeah. we reach in there somewhere that we can relate to and I really appreciate this this is so amazing I really hope that we can do big shout outs about your books because I love how how important this is actually I think a lot of emotional things that we go through is really personal and it can get really lonely yeah, so right. to read yeah. something like this is it's amazing. It's great. But you do have another book, Marianne, which which <laughs> I really want to talk about also, because yet there is a third book that we're going to talk about that's completely different. And even the cover looks really interesting. <laughs> Can we go ahead and get into that? Sure. The cover, I, I love the design. I sent the, the publisher, publisher's design team a sketch of what I wanted. It's a little girl sitting on a window seat, looking out a window into the woods and there's a ferry outside the window. And overall, at the top of the, of the cover is a big eye because Hannah, who's the main character, is a young girl, 11, I think she is. She steals her grandfather's spare glass eyeball. <laughs> and she holds it up thinking, well, maybe I can see through it. But it pops onto her eye and takes her into the fairy world where the king and queen of fairies are, are at war. Oh, and start, she sees the chaos starting to seep into the human world. She learns all sorts of things about the connections between these two worlds and her own family. She quick goes back to the real world and she grabs her best friend Meg and goes back to the fairy world to try and, and end the war. But then it, while they're back there, the king captures, kidnaps Meg. So she's got, she's got that problem too. <laughs> That's a really good one. 
But the best story about that book is that I was talking to a book club and I said, now this was before it was published, but I, they wanted to know what's your next project. And I said, this one. And now I'm looking for some kind of eye, you know, and I said it was around Halloween. I bought some of those ping pong balls that have eyes painted on. Uh-huh. And I do a book talk. Then I've got, you know, a little something to show people. Uh-huh. And one lady looked up and she said, oh, that's what I do for a living. And I said, what? And she said, I make prosthetic eyes. Wow. And then she said, I'll make you one. What color do you want? Uh-huh. <laughs> what are the chances? It was just miraculous it was like meant to be or something yes. so now i have this eye that that i carry around and and show to people and it, it's the kids of course kids and i i wish i could get into more kids but they're they're just entranced well everybody is it's like because it's not people think it's a full ball and it's not it's like a giant contact lens i didn't realize that either <laughs> interesting so how was it writing this particular book since it's a totally different change of scenery for from your other two books how was that it's fantasy well my granddaughter our granddaughter and i went to see midsummer night's dream shakespeare's play so this is kind of a takeoff on midsummer night's dream we have three grandchildren and i've written a, a manuscript for each of the three of them a few years ago and gave it to him for christmas now she's 13 now i wrote this one when she was 10 i put a girl pretty much her age into it and changed it a little bit, you know, but the king and queen have almost the same names. There's trouble in the fairy world, just like there is in Midsummer Night's Dream. I had a lot of fun writing it. It's a middle grade book, but adults seem to, <laughs> to like it too. I know a couple of high schoolers that have read it and liked it. So it's it's, it's fun. I know I definitely would be interested in it. <laughs> this is so clever. Is this something you want to keep going with the, the fantasy world? You know, I've written a trilogy of fantasies that it, it's right now percolating and fermenting. And somewhere down the line, I, I will pitch that one too. But I've got other projects in mind. In fact, I, my publisher just accepted my fourth novel. Ooh. Oh, and that one's called Water the Color of Slate. And it's it takes place again. It, it's a family story, a generational thing where a woman back in the late 1800s falls in love with a Ho-Chunk man, a Native American, and he with her. And of course, in those years, it was absolutely forbidden. And she has a baby. And then it jumps ahead. And there is a grandmother in our time. And her granddaughter is living with her because she's the only living relative. And they hate each other. So there's a conflict between a, the, a grandmother and a granddaughter. And they find out that they both are interested in history, local history and personal history. This family has been in the same town for all those generations. So they start investigating that woman back in the past. Oh my gosh. I bow down to you when it comes to <laughs> the world building that you have. There's so many different elements to from a handful of pearls to the fantasy books to even to know her. I I don't know how you keep up honestly, but I'm in for it. I'm so fascinated, Marianne. What else can you tell me about you as an author because We've definitely sunk into your world of creation here, your creativity, and this is amazing. But what else can you tell me about you? <laughs> well, I started writing probably when I was eight or nine, and it was I was going to win the Pulitzer Prize in literature. I was all set. <laughs> As I started out, let's see, the, the church clock tower chimed midnight, bong, bong, bong. I think I got to the fourth bong and I quit. And I thought, there goes the Pulitzer Prize. And then it was maybe middle school, high school, I wrote poetry. And I've had quite a bit of poetry published, which is fun. 
And I didn't pick up writing again because I didn't have a lot of time to write when I was teaching until 1980s, maybe. And then I started, uh, I joined a writing workshop, which I would recommend to anybody because they're wonderful. You can get feedback, honest feedback, instead of, you know, if you have your friends read things, they'll just go, oh, that's so great. (laughs) Not what I need to hear. I was with the writing workshop for a few years and did a lot of poetry and some short stories published. And then took some time off, came back, oh, maybe five years ago. That's when my writing instructor said, you know, you need to pitch, you need to pitch one of your books, take to know her. And we did some work to figure out what publishers might take it. And she's published numerous books. And she said, here, I'm not with this publisher anymore, but try this one. It's Black Rose Writing out of Castro, Texas, traditional publisher, a small public, a small house. And she said, try. And they took it. So that was the beginning. <laughs> so now um, they must like my work because they published three and fourth one comes out in October. So yay. <laughs> yay. Congratulations. This is so this is so fascinating. I'm glad you're doing all this, especially a publisher in Texas, because I'm a Texas girl all the way. Yes, so you are. <laughs> we definitely support any others like this. So where can we get your books, Marianne? Well, the best place is Black Rose Writing slash sales. You can get them directly from the publisher that way. You can get them through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any indie bookstore, because I'm on Ingram. So bookstores all over the place can can order the books. You can find out more information if you go to my webpage, which is www.maryannoe, M-A-R-Y-A-N-N-O-E. There's three N's in a row there. Uh, .com. There's photos, there's summaries of the books, there's all sorts of stuff there. So definitely gonna go to your website. This is so <laughs> fascinating. I know I keep saying that, but I if only you guys could see how giddy I am about this. Because <laughs> I love the fact that you yeah, you bounce from just human stories to fantasy world to to something mysterious to me, like to know her is a little bit of a mystery too. Yes. Well, I just finished a murder mystery, so I've got. (gasps) (laughs) I'm a I'm a tour guide out at Ten Chimneys, which is the home of some famous actor and actress from the 1920s, 30s, and 40s. And so I I could do a closed room mystery out there, caught in a snowstorm, murder, you know. Uh Ah, well, then you have to come back (laughs) because I I need to know more. Yes, I will. Name and your email and. You may hear from me again. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Do you have any last minute thing you want to tell us or you want to say before we go for today? Well, to anybody listening, I'd like to encourage you to, if you're a writer, keep writing. Don't get discouraged. Join a writing group. It's just, it's uplifting. It's lots of fun. And then, of course, go out and buy my books. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I I support that 100%. <laughs> I want to say thank you, Marianne, for giving me some time today because you are a very busy woman <laughs> as far as your writing. And I, I totally think that this is not the last that we hear about your book. So thank you for giving me your time. Thank you. Well, I'll talk to you later. I'll talk to you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. All the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. Please support indie authors as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about 
all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye.